This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. It's time for the End of Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Day of summer, you know what I mean. Think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Last day of the rose season. It was a nice rose season. You know what I mean. Yes, it was. How was your summer? My summer was great, man. That's good. I spent a lot of time on, you know, moving around. Right. I had the Miller Lite um, kickback series, so uh-huh. we spent a spent a lot of times with that every weekend in different markets doing doing these kickback events. Uh-huh. Did Essence Fest. Um, you was in a place to be. Man, it was it was good, man. So we were making content and shooting shit up and um you know, we actually, you know, moving around with the shit that we doing and getting paid to do it. So, you know, you can't be mad, man. It's working. It was a good summer, man. That's what's it was up. It was cuz it was rosé season. That's what's up. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to the rosé. Yeah, shout out man. To the rosé. Yeah, nah, nah, it was a man. decent summer. Had a good summer, man. Had fun. I didn't realize it was over. That's how good the summer's been. I'm just trying to I'm trying to extend this bitch all the way. Yeah, that's about it, man. I'm trying to have a little bit more fun. I got I got one more one more little uh one more little what's the word? Uh I don't know what the word is. I'm always looking for the word, but I got one more fucking breath of summer left. All right. I got one more what summer. You got? What you got? What you got? Where you going? Where you go? Oh, but, you're uh, holding back. Yeah, da 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 da. I'm just had to have a good time, man. I'm, I'm. It was a decent ass summer, man. It was cool. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for the air to get a little crisp. I'm ready for some hoodies. I bought some hoodies. I bought some champion hoodies. Yeah, that's the real. Know. That's the real, real. That's the real deal. But I don't know who's doing the sizing on the champion hoodie. Them shits wow. is way too big. I got, a, you know, I got a large thinking it was gonna be all right. You know, I wear large everywhere else. Is that the, the devil weave, the under the reverse weave. weave? Is that what you got? The reverse yeah, weave. Yeah, that shit is that shit is father large. Oh, is it? <laughs> I got I got a large. That's you know what I'm saying. That's how how was it after the after the wash? I ain't wash it. Yeah, I got too. a I got a um, leisure life joint. Okay, hoodie joint. That's that's know. actually up on my gram right now. I just took a picture with it on. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Plug to the gram. It's a. Uh, he, you know, he he did a no. Oh, it's a leisure life. It's a leisure so life. So it might joint. be a little different then. Maybe I don't know what the deal is when they do the collabos. Oh, okay. Shout out to Charnay. Shout out to the right. whole leisure life in Brooklyn. Yeah, because it, it it wasn't big at all. It's kind of like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like shit. fitted, but this it's a large. Nah, this shit is like a fucking XL. Oh, okay. So you, you like swimming and shit. Yeah, 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 like yeah. A little, yeah. So little white girl on the plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at walk, walk of shame. <laughs> Anyway, what else is fucking cracking, man? <laughs> I'm trying to think what I've been up to, man. Man, you know, you weren't here last week, you know, so we ain't talking. I was in Atlanta, you know what I mean? Then I got back here. Um, shit, man, it's, it's it's been good, man. We closing out this summer. Um, kids going back to school. Yeah, you know, what you did the whole back to school clothes and all of that yet? Nah, man, shit, I be trying to get back to school tuition together, man. Right, so shit, the clothes come next week. Okay, man. <laughs> shit, well, Ace, Ace, my my middle son, he uh he designed a pair of 
Converse that wow. he wanted. He went on like ID, like or, ID. Okay. It's like an ID say, situation. I know he was down with the Converse lab. I'm not nah, surprised. Yeah, so so he saw the um the IDs that I got from that Sada did. Right. Everyday people. She Ooh, did she a fire. Yeah, she did a line, and she had like is a, that the bespoke line. I don't feel like a regular ass ID. Well, she had her own fucking yeah. materials to work yeah, with, so it wasn't the the shit we working with. Yeah. So so she had the red, black, and green, black power joints. Yeah. So he wanted to he wanted to take those. I'm like, you can't even fit these. Like you, was, you know what yeah. I mean? He like a size ten. He, statement. He trying to get into a twelve. Right. Right. Like right. nah. So he went and he made size ten. Yeah. So he went and made. He went and made some fucking converse that was red, black, and green right. with his with his shit on it. You know what I'm saying? With his you know ace boogie on the side. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so, so he's stunting in his red, black, and Feeling green. Them like shits. yeah, like okay, like, young Malcolm. Yeah, like okay, you, you know what I'm saying? He real, you know what I mean? With, young Marcus. Yeah, he real. He all the way with it. So he got those. You know what I'm saying? He got you know his mama. His mama. My wife took him out to get some. How some, long those take to be made? Typically, but I don't know. I don't know how long. They look dope. Though you like yeah, them? yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I, I'm gonna put a picture up. I, yeah, yeah, I took a picture up with him on. Uh, That's what's up. So you know, he representing that. You know what I mean? Um, my oldest son. You know, they, you know how school be like. This shit be in New York. They come after Labor Day, and then it be all kind of holidays. Right? You know, at the top of school, like, like Jewish holiday. Like you just went to school today, and then you're off three days. Right. Like, so it's like real sketchy in the beginning. So. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna let them, you know, that tuition got to kick in. Then, you know, by the time school really kick in, they'll have when all When does school that. start in New York? Um, public school. Public school starts Wednesday. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, my middle son starts tomorrow. Oldest, he starts Thursday, but he only got one day. Then he off for the rest of the week till the next week. So, right. So you know, it's, you know, we got that going on, man. It's all good, man. So it feel good, you know, the kids will be back in school and out my hair, I could, you know, hustle like I want to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question. We go on school, we're on the school front real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh <clears throat> not high school, not junior high, anything, college. I'm thinking college. My niece just started college. Where's she go? First year. She's uh at the uh at the young Hamptons. Oh, is she at Hampton? At the Hampton. Okay, that's real bougie. Shout out to my niece. She's doing a thing. Very proud of her. Bougie-fied. Uh, yeah, that's what I hear. I hear it's very conservative. Yeah, it it's is. Very, it's very I mean, conservative. You know, we, we had our challenges. Yeah, we had our challenges at but, the, H, uh, the other HU or yeah. the real HU, depending on which side of the border you stand. I will say this, though. It seems in my own experience in life, and I've seen a lot of notable alumni connections. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But in my own life, I've noticed as far as black colleges go, mm-hmm. them Hampton motherfuckers, they be linked up. They be linked yeah, up. I think all, all the ABC All of them do. But them I, do. I, it's just in my, so I saw it in my own life. Like every right. time I meet somebody from Hampton, oh, that's my people's from such and such. Da, da, da. Like the AU, we got our collection. And maybe right. I'm so in it that I don't look right. at it like that. You know, I just assume it. But when I hear about another college in general, not even just black college, when I hear about a college where people are like, oh, that's my man. He went to Hampton. That's my man from there from Hampton. And we all went to Hampton. I see that a lot with Hampton. That's the that's the one thing that I like beyond 
that's the thing that fights against the fact that I hit super conservative and it's right, right, it's, right, it's, right, right. it's real strict. Nah, nah. Howard got a lot of motherfuckers. That's you know what I'm saying. Fan Howard you. got alumni that didn't even go to Howard. Fan you, goddamn. We we you know. You, we'll, yeah, we're gonna get into we, some we, fam you we alumni. tight. You know what I'm saying. As we gonna see a little later in the episode, we we tight with ours too. So you know, but that's how it is with the HBCU. But I, what I wanted to say is, either freshman year, uh, my niece and shit. I want to send over a care package. I'm trying to remind, remind myself of what I needed when I was in, outside of money. What I needed <laughs> in college to, 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 to weather those few Mother, early months. Motherfucking toilet paper, ramen noodles. Ramen, good <laughs> I didn't even know fucking about no ramen noodles. So you went to college? When I got to college, I didn't, had no idea. My, I didn't get a fucking care package from no, you know what I'm nah. saying? I didn't know. I didn't, my pops ain't sent me your motherfucking Well, thing. if you had got the care package, no, what but would I'm, you But, I'm, but I'm just saying, package. when I got to college and uh, shit, yeah. yeah, I got in the dorms and shit, my roommate, Mm-hmm. He was like a little muscle, muscle bodybuilding ass mm-hmm. nigga, and he had a microwave. Mm-hmm. I ain't had no microwave, right. and he would be he'd have a big ass bag of potatoes, which is a big fucking deal in college to have a microwave. Let's be honest. Exactly. So yeah. I ain't had shit. Yeah, so, big ass ra- like russet potatoes. Yeah, regular. But, you know, he was a bodybuilder, so he needed the energy and shit. So he had all these potatoes. So uh-huh. in the middle of the night. He would be microwaving these potatoes and shit. Wow. And you be sitting there like, God damn, that shit smell good than no motherfuckers. Yo, can I get one of them potatoes? <laughs> Come on, my nigga. <laughs> nah, it's fuel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was fuel and shit. <laughs> so he put me on to the potato and the ramen noodles. So I I like I like we didn't even own a microwave at our house. I never had the patience for a baked potato. Oh, it man. take way too fucking Nigga, long. at 2 in the morning, and you fucking drunk as fuck. But you ain't going to eat it till about 3 o'clock in the morning. Listen, man. It's a long it's time. Too, no, no. In the microwave, it take five minutes. Really? Yeah. You, <laughs> might try, might try it then you ping, pop it out. You know what I'm saying? Put your butter on it, and then you're good. All right. It ain't as soft and cushy as the, the baked ones from right. all day long bacon. Only time I ever really had a good baked potato was maybe from Wendy's. Well, that's but, sad. No, who had a good baked potato, too? Oh. Red Lobster. Real, I also had a good baked Shout potato to too. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need. But in college, yo, when you talking about a, a fucking care package, and and listeners, y'all could let us know, chime in on what you books, would, anything, let what, us know what you would want as a college student. Freshman but year, what a motherfucker really needed was motherfucking toilet paper, mm. motherfucking toothpaste. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Real ass shit that you run out of quick. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like motherfucking hair grease and whatever the fuck you put in your hair. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit run out. And then you be in college with no money trying to figure out what the fuck you you going to put in your fucking head. (laughs) And that shit be a dilemma. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You run through your little your little, your little shit that you had, and you're like, right. oh, shit. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got shit to put on my shampoo. Uh-huh. All, that, all that little shit that you forget. Shit yeah. that just just show up at your mama house, right. you know what I'm saying? Like the shit that just be there. Mm-hmm. You don't have that when you're in college. Right. You just on your own. Condoms. Condoms. Well, you figure you, fig- you figure out how to get condoms. Like that's some okay. shit you figure out how to. Uh, they had them cool. shits free cool. at the fucking student I never center. Never trusted a free condom in Fuck. my life. Even I mean, as an undergrad, I I try I did it. But after I started making a couple of dollars, because you know you know where I said with a free condom. What. 
I just don't all the way trust it, man. It's that Tuskegee <laughs> experiment energy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's some big fucking right, 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 right. You conspiracy. Know. Right, you know the corner stores got a condom for you. You, you, you and they sell fake condoms at the no corner doubt, store. No doubt, no doubt, they sell the fake condoms at the so, corner come store. Come on now, so, you, can't you know, blame the bodega. You gonna so name yeah, that baby condoms. If you, if she fucking, if if you assuming that she fucking. I'm not assuming any. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying that, you know, as a freshman, you know, you yeah, want you want to be protected. You don't no want to think about it, but you want to be protected. You want to no be, doubt. you know, you want to be responsible. So, you know. You, what else? And then, you know, really in the later years, like as kids started going to college that I knew, you know what I mean, the gift cards is always a good say. thing because they could, they could. You know, figure out what they need, and she then fuck with a good Chipotle. I might do a good Chipotle. Chipotle, but like a Target gift card, Walmart gift card for for sh- when they run out of shit, they could you know run down there and get some shit. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. You don't want to you know just depending on some old eat out shit. That's you know, what I mean, that's unless you're just being benevolent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you know, <clears throat> shit. What you did this weekend? Uh shit. I mean. Did you watch the shows? Oh, of course, man. I definitely, you know, it's what you watching. It's Sunday. You know, Sunday yeah. I had to jump into all of the programming. Yeah. I had to I had to watch the Insecures. Yeah. I didn't get to the Survivor's Remorse. I got that on the DVR. I know you don't really get into Now, my wife much. into that, and I did watch it over her shoulder, which was some interesting shit good, happened. Good show. I need to go back and catch Check up. Check it out. It's good. It's, it's worth good. It's, you know. It's but good. Power ran the weekend. Power it was the finale of Power, and uh, I feel like the most powerful thing we could do to celebrate the Power finale is have the motherfucking director yeah. of the finale so, ladies in the conversation. And, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring in some special guests. Instead of doing what we usually do, you know, when we talk shit, I, w- I wanted to. What you want to do? One of my one of my good good friends, you know, directed the finale wow. for Power this week. Oh shit! So uh, I wanted to have him in the conversation so we can make the kind of official conversation right here. So this week we're going to bring in director Rob Hardy, um, you know, from the Rainforest Films. He's directed all kind of TV shows. I let him tell you all the ones he's doing because it's like mind blowing how many he's doing. Uh-huh. But he did do the finale. Of power this week, Damn. and uh, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Hardy. Yeah, what's going on? How you feeling? Oh man, everything's good. How you feeling? Hey man, life is good. Man, I appreciate y'all having me on. Nah, no doubt. Welcome to the conversation. Oh, all day. All right. So you know, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Power. It was the power yeah. finale. It was. A, it was powerful. What's you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, before we get into it, though, can you break down a little bit about what you're doing, where you're going, where you've been at, you know what I mean? Just a little bit before we get started so they can have an idea of who you are. Oh, absolutely. My name is uh, Rob Hardy. I'm a uh, director and producer. I have a company called Rainforest Entertainment. I um, have done, started off in movies, did a bunch of stuff like The Gospel, executive produced Stomp the Yard, did a movie called Twa, executive <laughs> produced Think Like a Man. In the TV world, wow. I've been doing everything from Criminal Minds, Blind Spot, uh, Empire, uh, Blackish, Shameless, just a bunch of Flash, Nine Hundred Two One Zero, and Nine Hundred Two One Zero exactly right. back in the day, and uh, most recently got a series called um, The Quad, which is on BET. And so that, excited about that! And that's but, your that's your series. That's my show. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely. what's up. Absolutely, I fuck so, with uh, that The show. Quad is ours. HBCU love, mm-hmm. but. One of my favorite shows that I get a chance to uh, direct is Power. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's always good coming up to NY 
and getting a chance to be a part of that. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so this week was a doozy, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's weird because you seem like you had all of the characters at your disposal this week. Seemed right. Like everybody showed up. Yeah, it was it was uh it was a lot going on this week. The only character that we didn't have this time was Proctor. Mm. And uh we thought and we talked internally about whether or not we'd oh. have him at the house mm-hmm. or not with the family, but ultimately decided that it'd be better to bring him in on the B side. So, you know, you guys will see him back again next season, man. But it was uh it was really something because the great thing about this episode was it kind of felt like even though Tommy and Ghost and Kanan may have may be at odds with each other. At the end of the day, if somebody comes against their family, especially mm-hmm. somebody that's innocent like Reyna, mm-hmm. then you know they're going to reform like Voltron and, and bring the fire to whoever right. uh, that is. Right. Well, that, we didn't know that, but you know what I'm saying? We, we, we figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> they, they definitely linked up. Because, you know what I'm saying? It was like when, we, when I watched the, the recap at the end, um, when Courtney did her recap and you were like, you know, that these guys are brothers. I mean, since the, since the show began, they were, you know what I'm saying, pretty much at odds almost. You know what I mean? Right. So it never really felt like they were brothers until this week. Hmm. To me. You know what, though? <laughs> you know what? I, I think it's kind of one of those things like this. I think that Kanan and Ghost, you know, are, you know, there's some love there, but it's still mm-hmm. like because of everything that happened, I got to kill you. This this is Kanan the Ghost. I yeah. got to kill you because you got me locked up. Ghost yeah. to Kanan. Well, I, I got you locked up because I didn't want to kill you because I got love for you. Mm-hmm. And then I think that for Kanan, uh, Tariq is the son that, that he felt like he should have had. He had Sean, but mm-hmm. Sean wasn't really about that life. <laughs> Sean wasn't cold enough. And whatever is in Tariq's DNA, Kanan, you know, has taken a liking to that kid. So all that stuff ties him more into the family, you right, know? Right. And so then when you got uh, Raina, who's innocent, and she's there, and she's good, and she's what everybody wants to do was provide for their people, you know? Um, and, and she dies, then everybody feels some kind of way about mm-hmm. it because it's like, well, I came and introduced uh, Tariq to this world that got her killed. You mm-hmm. know, I, Tommy, lost my own daughter and was caught up in my own stuff and was high and was, and was not able to protect her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me, Ghost, being caught up doing whatever I'm doing, being the man of the year or being locked up, or, or being with Angie, or whatever, mm-hmm. I wasn't there for my daughter, and, and look what happened. So I think everybody, and even Tasha, feeling like, you know, I was away with Silver, mm-hmm. as opposed to being there for my family. Not that she could have been there at the place, right. but all those all those feelings of guilt seep, seep in there, everybody. Everybody was off their square. Shit. Even yeah. even the other baby was talking. Yeah, the other baby like, where the fuck y'all been? The other baby had two speaking ro- two speaking lines. I said, oh shit, she could she speak. Did, she she did. got old as shit. I didn't think the baby was that old in episode four. The baby been away, right? <laughs> That's what's up. Exactly. She, she been in the back. She been in the back with the nanny, you right? Know? But this time she came out to uh, make sure everybody was cool. Who made that decision to give us some lines? Uh, Courtney. Okay. Courtney did. Cool, cool. Yeah, Courtney, like, give the baby some love. Let the baby speak let the baby, for us. Let the baby talk. She speaks so well. She's about to give yeah. a testimony. Now, I, w- I do want to say something about, you know what I'm saying, Tyreek. You know what I'm saying? He's the ha- most hated kid on uh, TV right now. Yeah. He you know is. I mean? I mean, you know, 
he did, you know, get coming to himself and man up and handle the situation, but you know, motherfucker still don't fuck with him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you approach a character like that, what did you try to do different with him in this episode? Knowing, I mean, I don't know if you knew as I don't know if you were all the way up to date um, on this on the series as you were shooting it, but you know, as him being that hated character, what did you try to give him different? Uh, for me, in this episode, my thing with him was, it's your fault. Mm. So this is this is your way to right the wrong, because basically because of your because of your relationship with Ray Ray, that girl, the heights gone bad, all that stuff. You put yourself and ultimately your sister in this situation, mm-hmm. and she went to stick up for you. So now you feel the guilt of all that, mm-hmm. right? But then for you, the only, the only retribution that you have, the only solace that you have is if you go and handle it on your own because you caused it. Right. So that was his constant motivation, mm-hmm. constant motivation. And also just talking to him about giving yourself the ability to grieve and to be sorry. So that way you humanize yourself. So that mm-hmm. way everybody knows how much you loved her. So even though you are a kid making bad decisions, as all kids do, we get a chance to really see how sorry you are for that. Right. That was good. I mean, you know, I just talk, shout out to my man, Chris Lambert, another, uh, he's a comic that we always chop it up about power, but he said, you know, he's starting to fuck with Tariq after this. <laughs> but grudgingly, you, he did, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit. But Rob, let me ask you a question, because I know you've done other episodes of power, but for yeah. you to come in and do a finale how is that different from any other episode as a director? Like, you know, there's, this is the resolution episode. This is the episode where things, you know, we're going to leave you until we come back. Like, what's the, uh, what's the expectation when you step into that role? When you come in for the finale episode, it is 20 times more pressure. Mm-hmm. It's the finale. Right. It's the one where, because a lot of times when you come in and you do other episodes, the writers and producers are still prepping the episode after you. Right. So everybody's attention is still divided to what's coming next, what what do we cast next, what are we getting ready for next. Mm-hmm. When it's the finale, it's all eyes are on you 24-7. <laughs> everybody's kind of got a thought or opinion or about how things should go. So it's up to you to kind of take all the information together, come up with a plan, and keep your eye on the prize. So mm-hmm. that way you just kind of keep the ship steady. And also, too, because it's the end of the season, just your crew and cast are tired from just the emotional journey of shooting for eight months. Right. So all that's kind of coming to a head when it's, you know, crazy cold outside and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you just, you just stay focused on it. But I also felt this one was, was really big because you were dealing with Raina's death. It right. wasn't just right. do Ghost and Tommy get Lobos, right. you know? It, you know, do Ghost and Tommy get Milan or whatever that is. It was... Who killed Raina? Mm-hmm. How does everybody find out? How do you grieve and how do you get revenge and not get caught at the same time from everybody's perspective? Right, 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 right. So she, it made it, it just made it feel different. And as a parent, it made it feel a lot more personal for me just thinking about my own family. Right, right. One thing you did in this particular episode, or they did, or you all did with the writing and with the performance. <clears throat> It's a couple of things, but I'm gonna start with the one with with uh, with uh, Lorenz, uh, his character. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about the politician. Yeah. It yeah. kind of turned him into old dog a little bit. Did he? Did he? He actually said a line in there that was 
very similar to a line he said in Minister Society. That's the most aggressive. Did you I've did you did you pick up on that? Seen a nigga in the church. What was the line? Because I know that movie back and forward. When when remember they were in the church and then uh-huh. Ghost was like, you know, this is my daughter. Da, 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 she dead. She was like, well, she's dead. She's gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He That's said that right. same That's line right. in Menace when when when, sure when cousin Harold was laying on the ground. Wow. And he sure um, did. And he was like, uh, and Sharif was like, man, we can't just leave him here. Fuck that, Sharif. That nigga dead, man. We can't he handle sure that later. Say that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Yo. When he said that shit in the church, I was like, yo, that's old dog. I'll find out this nigga's a black yeah. cinema the anthropologist. Was the only thing he was missing was him saying, man, it ain't that hard. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What'd you say about my mama? What'd you say? You exactly. know what I'm saying? Man. But he gave you that same type. We haven't, I haven't seen Lorenz give that kind of, you know, intensity to a role. I mean, I haven't watched all his shit, but. What about you know, Love Jones? Right. No, not but but you know Love Jones was some on some love shit on some emotional shit. This was like some old some grimy. He he got all the way grimy right there. Yeah, he got gangster. It, it, yeah, he he had some of that in that Dead Presidents movie when he came. Right, back, right, right, uh, right. No doubt, no doubt. But that's yeah. been a long but time. Yeah. You see, you, you, you kind of seen Ghost put a post-it note to like, I'm going to have to put my foot in his ass yeah. when we get back. Note, note to self. Right. <laughs> this nigga is reckless. <laughs> I mean, dang. Yeah, you know. Are we know, clear? It's, 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 it's interesting watching them go on back and forth because, you know, you got Ghost at that time who's like really in that place where he's, um, he's vulnerable and everybody's asking him for stuff. Right. And all he wants to be able to do is agree, but he can't. Because he's gotta, he's gotta get this retribution. He's gotta plan for the funeral. He's gotta be strong for everybody, and gotta keep everybody focused. So that's tough. And he now, gotta stay free. You're, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now you're in here, and you gotta pay, and all, for all this publicity, you gotta, you know, deal with this politician who's, who's uh, kicking back to, um, you know, street dudes and queens. So it makes it tough for him. But the Reverend said it best. He said, you know, it's coming whether you want it or not. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the question is, are you going to spend it in your favor? And that's what that's what the councilman was saying. He uh-huh. said, yeah, you may not care about that today, but in a week, you're going to care. And my job is to look out for what's going to happen in a week. As, as cold as that sounds, right. as grimy as that sounds, right. that's real. Stay focused. Yeah. Still, still yep. sound like a dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I respect the sentiment. Power, it, it might be. Yeah. It, might, it yeah. might be. He sound like a dead man walking. Because, buddy. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. Especially speaking of power, like you said, I mean, outside of besides the new baby that speak, Raina was like the only innocent person on the show. Right. You know, so when, when she does die, I guess everybody has to take a collective. Oh shit! I right. right. you know what I mean. And but as as Ray Ray said, she was she was real in her own right. You know what right. I'm saying? She right. she stood right. out there like, man, I know who you yeah, is, Ray Ray. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But she was still innocent. That was, right. that was sister shit. Right, 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 right. That was twin shit. But you know what though? And that's what that's what Sax told Angela in the office. He said, "The daughters of innocent men don't just get gunned down outside the school dance. Right, right. They just don't." Yeah. Right, and, and that's so what what th- happens is that, what happens is that all the you know the sins of the father, all that stuff that you do right. comes back on your kids. He said, and even me being from Connecticut, I want payback. Right, and I'm not from Queens. Right, yeah, that was hilarious. To, I mean, the, the um the politician said the same shit. You know what I'm saying? With uh, you know, exactly. Like you sure did. Innocent and, man's and kids is home. Everybody sleep. said uh, exactly. Let the police handle it. 
right. let the cops handle it. Right, that's true. Yeah, but they didn't do that, did they? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody expected them to. Right. <laughs> and they lived up to their whole reputation and word. They, they, they sure did. They sure did. And, and, and Ray Ray said, he said, man, he didn't tell the cops. That means he's going to go tell his dad. <laughs> oh, which I got to get out of town. Which means it's a bigger problem. Right, right. Yes. You got to get on this soon. Yes. Do they? I can go to jail, but but now nah, we know what goes to Tommy going to do. Right. Hey Rob, how much freedom do they give you with the characters when you step in as the director in the finale? Do you have any leeway to say, hey, could we shape it this way, or is it you shoot the script as presented? How what's the what's the process like? Process is that you get the scripts and you talk to them about. Um, realism and motivation and intention and, and why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And if there are any questions, then you'll pitch ideas and say, okay, I, I hear what we're going for, but what about this mm -hmm. right. instead of this? Right. So that's how you start weighing in mm -hmm. with, with, with your creative perspective. Right. And um, so that way you can just better tell the story. And what's cool about power is, is that the writers and producers are story-driven people. Right. There's some places where you go to work and it's more so about the ego of the writer. And no, 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 I want this to happen because I want it to, and it may or may not even make sense. Right. But over there, it's all driven by the story. Right. So as long as you're coming up with ideas that make the story better, that make the characters more real, that make the scenario believable, then they'll go for it. So right. what kind of family members do you have at the crib? Mm -hmm. Is it the drunk uncle? Is it the cousin? That's that's in your room playing your games and wearing right. your hats. Yeah. You know, like like what's happening. And, and um so so we get to talk about all that kind of stuff. And that was another interesting thing when you said the family members that was at the crib. Right. That was another thing I wanted to bring up, like how you handle, you know what I'm saying, Tariq and everybody walking through the house basically in a haze. Right. You know what I'm saying? And people saying that standard ass shit that people say all the fucking time. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? And and how ridiculous it sounds when they say it, like, you know. You know, God, right. God is you know, God wanted it to be this way. Right. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I think that was said probably four times in this episode. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. How how was that approach as far as approaching that scene? Like, how did you guys come up with that? Uh, Courtney actually talks a lot about that. You know, and um, it's one of the types of things where we talked about honestly, black families. Right. And what happens when, you know, a death happens and everybody comes over. And there are actually other, there are actually other scenes that were tied to the family that we had to cut just for time. Mm -hmm. Where you have other family members, you know, imposing on you, saying stuff like, hey, so do you know when the funeral is going to be? Because I got to take off work. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of just stuff right. to really make it about them mm -hmm. as opposed to you. Right. And, you know, even going into the room and seeing, again, which we didn't see, Tariq coming in and seeing his cousins all in his room, like, trying on his stuff. Right, and right. just feeling completely invaded. Right. So we wanted it to feel real, and just having experienced death in my own family mm -hmm. and kind of drawing from my own experience of feeling like you come home and you just overrun. And, and the dynamic for us is, in power, that's Tasha's family. Mm. So everybody comes upstairs. Mm. Nobody's expecting to see... Tasha's people, not Ghost. So even though Ghost left to go on his mission, mm -hmm. he didn't stay. And so at that moment that they separated, Tasha actually reached for Ghost. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and Ghost left her out there because that's the last thing that he wanted to do. Taja can be there to be consoled by her family physically, not Ghost. So the all those people, was, all those her. people was Tasha's family. Those are all Tasha's people. What Ghost ain't got no family? He does, but it's one of those types of things where sometimes when a tragedy happens, mm-hmm. everybody responds differently. So right. it's like, okay, well my people are gonna come, but we're gonna take a cue from you and you tell us what to do. Mm. Whereas your spouse's people may just say, nah, if something happens, we're just going to show up and we'll worry about, you know, people's feelings later on. Right. And that's kind of how we were playing this scene uh, with, with the fact of, of it being Tasha's family. Oh, okay. And that's also part of the reason why, you know, the burden was on her mm-hmm. to stay and deal with them because those are her people and allow Ghost to go out and do what he does put on his killer outfit brand new adidas oh, <laughs> he always put on that killer outfit yeah, with the yeah. little vest yeah, absolutely he need to change Gold that <laughs> he need to change his killer outfit because i knew he was about to put it on before he put it on it's chris <laughs> but hey but look but once he pulled it out you knew what it was yeah. <laughs> even angela knew what it was what's in the back <laughs> like nigga yep. you got your killer outfit on oh yeah <laughs> you gotta be more low key <laughs> need to change, change that killer outfit a more pleasant killer outfit I like it you button up he the said, coat hey. or something exactly oh. he said hey next time I'm gonna come out with the whole Japanese suit yeah, right like, that's gonna be my new joint when you see exactly. him with the little bubble vest and the sweatpants it's over oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> man shout out to Jim Norton for dying so earnestly Jim Norton was, was the, the priest. Uh, was the priest. Yeah, but yeah. when he had the seat, you knew it was over. You knew he was when yep. he when when, when Dre, Dre sat put his down, arm around him. It was Dre a wrap. Yep. You know, he was so earnest with it. But you know, Dre, this is just how I feel. Dre, a slimy <laughs> ass motherfucker, Take man. That. Yeah, I like when uh, Tariq ran up on him with that. Oh with yeah, that, Tariq. Oh, that's low gun. That's when off you, the lean. That's that was the performance of, of the night when Tariq sick. when Tariq was had the pistol on Dre. Mm-hmm. And and, yeah. and he put Dre in a position. Now, Dre is dealing with some killers all the time. And Dre very slippery. Dre is slippery amongst the killers. So for him to get caught up. And Tariq handled him like a real killer. Yeah. Or, you know. You know I, like that, I like that scene with Tariq because everything about him said that he was Ghost 2.0. Mm. It mm. was like, because Tariq to me is always like a rebellious kid. Mm-hmm. who's walking on the wild side and, you know, going against his parents. Right. But that time when he was talking and the way that he was popping at Dre, I believed him. Right. I mm-hmm. believed him. I believed that he was, you know, listening to all the old head dudes and like, okay, I'm going to be that same dude. Watch me. Right. You know, and, what, and whether I pop you now or whether I go back and tell my dad and my Uncle Tommy, either way, I got you. Right. And you saw it. You saw it all in his face. So I was really, uh, I, I was really feeling his transformation right there. Yeah, he, he transformed right there. He, um, he let it be known. You know, he been hinting at it. You know what I'm saying? He, been, you know, I'm, a, I ain't no snitch. Da 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 da. He been paying attention to what Kanan's saying. You know what his pops saying? Like, you know, you snitched on Kanan. You know, he, he, he been paying attention to all that, and he let it all come to a. You know what I'm saying? That was like the culmination of all the ideas and thoughts right into that one moment when he needed it. Yeah. Right. But he ain't pulled that trigger when um when Ray Ray told him to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, he did. He pulled it though. He I did. mean he, he eventually <laughs> pulled it. But now, now this this is the thing that this is what I this is this is the one hiccup that I don't I got I don't understand. Go ahead. 
This is you know me. All right. So in the in the apartment when he when he when he popped Ray Ray, right? Right. Yeah. We don't see it. You know what I'm saying? He he right. fired off the first shot. Ray Ray's going going to get his gun. Right? Yeah. Then he fires off the, the next shot in the you see right. it in the window. You know? Right. Now, if he pulled the shot and missed Ray Ray the first time mm-hmm. and it went in the wall for Angie to get it. You know what I'm saying? How did Ray Ray he not did. get to the gun? Nah, nah. So here's what happened. We we actually, it was a big internal thing because we were going to shoot that scene, mm-hmm. but we decided not to. Mm-hmm. So what really happened was Tariq was in that moment and was shook. That's why he didn't pop him. Mm-hmm. When Ray Ray went for the gun, Tariq instinctively shot him. So mm-hmm. bang, he shoots him in the chest, but the bullet passes through and goes into the wall. Oh. Tariq, I mean, and then that, then Ray Ray falls on his knees. Tariq then pops him in the head, and the second gun, the, the second bullet stays inside his head. Right. Okay. So, so that's basically why why there were why there were two shells um, there on the ground that right. Tommy got. Right. One bullet was in his head. That's why he saw the blood leaking. There's mm-hmm. another uh, bullet in his chest. Uh, uh, or there's another hole in his chest. Came out of his back within the wall, okay. and that's why they wrapped him up. So that's basically how it went down. So that is that is the bullet from Tasha's gun in the wall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh shit! Because I thought maybe they did like a like a fucking what do you call that? Like a misdirection bullet. Because <laughs> yeah, they nah, they seem so when they when they all converged, all the whole squad, right. they they seem like they do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they they get it done. So I didn't know how thorough they were. Um, what was my question? No, I had a question about well, it. Well, they would have been more thorough and found the bullet, but right. remember they had, no they had no time. They was they was yeah they, they had, had no time mm-hmm. exactly. So the best thing that they could do was just to say the bullets must still be in the body. Let's just make the body and the bullets and the gun disappear and let's bounce. Right. And mm-hmm. then Tasha, you burn all Therese's clothes. And then what was interesting was they had the whole. You know, post murder kid upstairs. The, the new hydrogen peroxide bottle, right. all the toothbrushes, right. all that stuff set up. And so now that you are your dad does. Welcome to the family. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. ghost king cleanup kit. Right, right, right. Here's the peroxide. <laughs> let's let's burn that hoodie in the furnace. <laughs> I got I got one question. I guess it's a hiccup kinda as a New Yorker. And I um where did y'all shoot that scene? Because one there is no 735 Fort Washington Avenue. I just know that because that's my hood. That's your hood. Yeah. So where? Because I, I dead ass drove around it just to make sure <laughs> before I even said it. But where did y'all we, shoot that? And then what was we so? We shot it. Okay. We shot it in Washington Heights. Uh huh. In I can Washington feel it. Heights. I don't remember the exact block, but it was it was definitely deep in Washington Heights. Okay. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, it was at the bottom of Washington Heights, right before Washington Heights starts. Okay. That's where we were. Okay. And we were shooting in a building over there. And what's funny is, is that at one time, we were going to shoot at the Carter, the old building Ooh. where the Carter was for New Jack City. Mm. But, yeah. but the layout for this Washington Heights building was a better spot. So we actually changed the script to reflect the spot where we were going to be in the Heights. Uh, okay. okay, okay. That's what's up. And I was bugging because everybody got a parking spot. 
Everybody pulled up into a spot. You can't never get a spot. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. Listen to a full podcast looking for a parking spot. That's a little bit of Hollywood magic right there. I was like, damn. Word. was across the street. Angela pulled up right at Ghost House and shit. I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers here. These guys spot. In real life, you be driving around for like 30 minutes looking for a parking spot seven blocks away. Exactly. Ghost, come to the car. I want to give you my condolences. <laughs> oh shit, man! So let me ask you: uh, You've been in the game for a while. You've been doing. What directors inspire you? Like, what got you? Who was it that got you to uh, to pick up the camera and get it popping? Um, person that got me to pick up the camera, hands down, was Spike Lee. Okay. You know, I had uh, Spike Lee and Robert Townsend were the two big influences on me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert, because I, I saw Hollywood Shuffle and heard about the story and thought the whole Jerry Farrell thing was funny. Yeah, and um, Spike, because I saw School Days. Yeah, and then I went down to visit my dad in Nashville, and Spike was speaking at Fisk University. Oh, wow. And he was there speaking with the Gamma Phi Gamma jacket on and the matching, you know, black and silver decade Adidas, mm-hmm. and he got into an argument with these cues there, and they arguing back and forth about secrets and putting business out there, and they were trying to, they were about to jump him. Mm-hmm. And Spike was by him. <laughs> I, I feel promise, him. I promise. Spike, Spike was by himself mm-hmm. Holding with it. the G5G jacket on, still talking trash, exactly. not backing down. Everybody, everybody was on tilt, and I said, that's what I want to do right there. Well, whatever he's doing, I want to <laughs> do that right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Spike Lee. That's what's yeah, up. Spike, Spike was the dude. Yeah, he was. He was. That's what's up. He was, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, I just say that because on the, on this particular podcast, there's a, a running joke that I have a celebrity beef with Spike Lee. So that's all. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I saw him in Brooklyn. He he acted funny style. He didn't even give me the black man head nod. It's a long story, but you know, well, listen. we talk about it on the show all the time. <laughs> what you about to say, Rob? But you know, he's probably it probably wasn't a personal thing with him. You know, I know that the first time I met him, again, it wasn't all that warm and fuzzy at the time as a young dude. <laughs> yeah. You know. But I just kind of come to just know over the years that that's more his personality style. Right, 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 right. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think we all come to that conclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure you, I'm sure if you run into him and ask him, he's like, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. No doubt. What advice would you give some, some young directors or people trying to get in the game? Uh, advice I would give to, to younger directors is to direct. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that the only way that you're going to make it as a director in this business is to go and direct first and do your stuff your way. Right. And then if there's a way that you can get on the film set as an intern, as a production assistant, as something, so that way you can be around other filmmakers and around other people that are part of the business, then keep directing on the side and tell people, yo, this weekend we're about to do the short. Right. This weekend we're going to do the, the web series. This weekend we're going to do X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. then that way people always know that you're on your directing hustle. Right, right. And before you know it, more and more people start working with you on your <laughs> stuff. And as you put it out in festivals, as you put it out on the net, mm-hmm. or however you release your stuff, then you grow as a filmmaker, and then people in the industry can start taking 
taking you for your word. Like, yo, you really do direct. Mm-hmm. You've done five joints that you've been working on SUV. Right. Yeah, you know, or, 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 or or SVU. Right. Or since you've been since you've been working on the indie film. Right. And that's that's the best way to get in. A lot of folks think that if you just um go to film school that you'll automatically become a director. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Most most likely if you just go to film school you'll probably wind up as a film professor somewhere. Right. But if you want to be a filmmaker and that's not knocking the education at all, I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's only gonna happen for you when you're active about it. When you do it. Now what as far as your own experience, you know, you were you know, you had shot movies that were, you know, in the box office and made money. And yeah. you know, on D V D that made money. You know what I'm saying? You was the executive producer of a movie that was number one in the theater. But you had to also make a pivot when you wanted to go to T V. So I did. Uh-huh. So let's you know, talk tell them a little bit about, you know what I'm saying, even at even the whole time you had to be a student of the game. Yeah, you know, uh, coming up in, in movies, in the indie movies, it was it was interesting because you didn't really get a chance to direct that much. So every time you did a movie, you would learn and you try to work to get better. Right. And your peers are real critical of what you do, right. you know? And so the more I worked at it and the more stuff I tried to shoot or I would watch behind-the-scenes DVDs or I went to the New York Film Academy later on to try to hone my craft that helped me get better as a filmmaker but that but tv was very different television mm-hmm. you kind of got to get invited in because they as a filmmaker you can go off be new on the scene shoot your movie it's as creative or abstract as you want it to be and people say that's good or bad mm-hmm. and television they need to know that you know how to direct an episode of insert name power blackish you know mm-hmm. whatever have you elementary and they need to know that you know how to be creative and fast and that you know how to be able to collaborate with other people. So for me to get into TV, I had to apprentice. Mm. So um, there was a show called ER mm-hmm. that was big back in the day, and they had an apprenticeship program. And they let me, since I had already had experience doing movies and had a resume, they let me apprentice in film. And uh, they like me and then hold on you're breaking up Rob into another opportunity hold another hold opportunity before, Rob, Rob yeah. you, you broke up you broke up we didn't hear nothing you said <laughs> can you hear me now yeah, yeah there you go so so they, they they gave you the opportunity they gave me the opportunity to uh, apprentice and then when they liked me they, they gave me one episode to direct right and um after that episode, then I parlayed that on my own into another directed opportunity somewhere else. Right. And that's what it's about. It's about you beating the pavement um, once they give you a lane in and, you know, doing good work and, you know, time and, you know, not taking stuff personally. Because as a, as a <laughs> film director, it's whatever you say goes. In television, it's about the writers because they have to you know, do everything, and they're concerned about the whole season and not just your episode. So you got to collaborate a lot more. Sometimes you don't necessarily get your way. Mm-hmm. And it's also you're wearing, you're, you're playing with your away jersey on. You're coming to somebody else's stadium, right. and they're just telling you, hey, man, don't lose the game. Manage the process. Right. And you got to figure out how to manage the process and put your own signature on it at the same time. 
is is that hard to get the uh, cooperation of the exist of the cast when you coming in and say they've been you know they've had a you know bunch of seasons and you're coming in as your first time directing on this show and they already have their own momentum is it tough to kind of pull the cooperation together or what you know what do you do in that moment I mean, it can be. It's about people. It's about how you interact with different types of people. Right. I think that what I've found is is that with most casts, if you know your stuff and you're prepared and you make everything about telling the best story that you can tell, mm-hmm. then typically you don't have problems because everybody wants to do good work mm-hmm. and everybody wants to know that they're with professional people that are creative and know their stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, every, one, every once in a while you get somebody that just, is a, is a jerk just because, mm-hmm. and then that kind of is what it is. But mm-hmm. if you come in and you're not prepared or you don't know the stuff or you don't have a plan, boy, you in for a hard time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you in for a hard time, and you probably won't get asked back. Now, I, I went with you to the rap party for the power this season, and I met Tommy. I met everybody, but I met Tommy, and – um. <clears throat> And, you know, I ran into him again in New Orleans. And, you know, I, I, I was like, yo, I met you at the rap party with Rob. And he was like, oh, my, hey, man. And he pulled me to the side. Like, he, like, we stepped to the side a little mm. bit. And he was like, man, listen, you know, if Rob could direct every episode of Power, Ooh. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. And then, and then he was like, tell him I told you to t- Tell okay. him I told you that. I was willing. I was about to ask you, was it off the record? But nah, I he was, was like, he was like, tell him I told you that. Like, he was like, he wanted you to know. Wow. You know what I'm saying? All right. Pulled so, you to the real talk right. corner. So, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, it, it was like, he was, but basically what he was saying was that the way that you work with the actors, they really appreciated it. You know what I'm saying? Um, what was it different? What, did you do anything different or that's just your way of doing things? That's um, that's my way of doing things in general. I like I like actors. I like the process. Mm-hmm. I like I like telling stories, and the way that you tell stories is really about the actors. I love what the, what the camera does, mm-hmm. but if the actors don't have it, then what are we doing? Then all we're doing is just editing. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is just cutting stuff up to try to tell a story that the actors don't really bring. And I think that sometimes. The words on the page are the words on the page, but every once in a while somebody does something really interesting or really magical mm-hmm. to bring it to life, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminds you of why you got in the business in the first place, right. which was to tell a really cool story and to make somebody feel something. The fact that, that I did an episode of television and we're having a conversation about it, and people have responded to the characters and, and what you know Tariq did and how much they want to, you know, kill Dre or whatever <laughs> it is really says something about the level of filmmaking and the level of acting on that show. Right. Because if it wasn't like that, we wouldn't be having these conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I just, and, and it, it just, it's, it's pretty cool to be a part of that. Well, I'm going to tell you a couple of things. One, one thing is, every time Silver come on the screen, on the screen it seems like, you know what I'm saying, he just bring the whole acting down. Oh, <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> Damn! He's <laughs> just bring it all the way down Damn. to be B level ass shit. But that's just me. You know he on Hamilton. He's on Broadway. I don't give a fuck uh, where he at. When shit. he come on, when he come on power, 
He just fucks up the Nigga whole fucking shit. No silence <laughs> on the pistol. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. But but one thing I do I will say is that you know throughout this particular season, and and it's interesting that you that you talked about how you got to sit in the room and try to figure out what's real and what's not. Few episodes within this particular season slipped off into kind of like telenovela land. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I've said this on the show. It's, it's like the people who listen to this show know that I I feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, it slipped off into like, hey, is that real? Is this, you know what I'm saying? Is this? But what I like what you did with this particular episode was that everything felt real on every front. You know what I'm saying? So from from how Angie reacted in the boardroom when dude was being slick, you know what I'm saying, uh, and bringing up Jamie St. Patrick, right? To 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 Tyreek confronting Dre, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it, it all just seemed to to fit together to to Fifty Cent riding around with bodies in his trunk, you know what I'm saying? Even though you no, know, that was out there, but you could you could see that this particular character is crazy enough to do some shit like that. Fifty ain't right. going nowhere. <laughs> no, 50 is not leaving the show. Especially after they just tried to kill him. Right. Right. And that was that last week I said that was 50 Cent's superhero scene. Like, he fucking killed every fucking body. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> that motherfucker was a motherfucking Marvel superhero. <laughs> what was your favorite moment from the finale, both of y'all, Rob and Ali? Go first, Rob. You know, I think my favorite moment in the finale was Tasha and Ghost in the car. Uh, and, that was a real one. Yeah, that and was them real. having a moment as parents after Tariq left and they're both dealing with their with their rage, frustration and pain yeah. and all yeah. that guilt in that moment. It's just two of them. There's no Angela, Silver, Tommy, kids. It's just two people that started out together and here they are and they and they lost the kid. Right. Right, right, right. I liked uh I like that moment. Yeah, I, I, there were a lot that I like, but that one sat with me. Yeah, I, I like a lot of the parts of this particular episode. I, I really like the frustration that Ghost had when they were, um, I forget what, what crew that is, but when they have a man, when they were, he was shooting his ass with That's that damn nail shit. gun. That's my shit. I was about to say <laughs> that. Yeah. He was shooting that ass with a nail gun. The Toros cat, yeah. 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 So when he had the Toros cat, just the frustration that he had trying to get to the bottom of this shit that yeah. that came off like he really shined in that particular moment. Like in this episode, you had so many times to fuck with emotion that didn't usually happen in a lot of the other episodes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you really had to fuck with a lot of emotions. So you know, I take my hat off to you because you know what I'm saying. I know that shit ain't easy getting that performance out of the characters, and you had to do it. Pretty much every other episode, you had to do that shit. You had to do it with the politician. You had to do it with Ghost. You know what I'm saying? You had to do it with Tasha in the car. You had to do it with Tariq and with Dre. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of times where the actors really had to fucking act. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and and I appreciate you saying that. And that's, that's, that was real special about it, too, because even with, when you're talking about 50, it was different for him this time because, Usually he's just the bad guy trying to figure out how to kill Ghost right. or how to get over on Ghost. <laughs> right. But this time it was, oh, okay, there's, there's Tariq. You know, even though you found found, found out about me, you're still calling me. 
I got you, little man. And then he finds out about Raina, and it's just, and it's the whole, wow. Right. Okay, so so it's, it's a different thing for him mm-hmm. to, to to even play with, with the uh, feeling, you know, whether it's feeling emotional or feeling a sense of allegiance to Ghost mm-hmm. in that moment. So that's... Um, that was interesting. Oh, 50 Just wrote himself back in the script. Goddamn, in a major way. <laughs> he ain't never leave. <laughs> he ain't never leave. <laughs> Shot me five times, but you couldn't kill me. That nigga is Tupac of acting in this bitch. Now, now we in this recap, what we usually do, we, we talk about Insecure too. now. Yeah. Do you watch Insecure? I've only seen the first episode. Ah, so I, I, know, I know, I know, I know. Damn it. I know. Every, everybody talks about Insecure. You know, shout out to Issa Rae. I, so so I'm, I'm delinquent, but, but I, I'm going to make that one up. I'm going to make no, that no, one up. No, 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 no. Don't right. worry about it. But it was, it was good having you on the show. Well, let me ask you one last question. He's from Philly. You from Philly, right, Rob? Yeah, uh, who, Germantown. Okay. Who are you listening to right now? Who are you listening to music-wise? Anything? Ooh. So, you know, man, a lot of stuff be like old uh mixtapes and stuff and right. stuff that I I've, I've been putting together to be to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, like a lot of stuff like the roots and everything. Of okay. like the newer cats, it's uh J. Cole okay. and Kendrick Lamar uh mm-hmm. are the main cats I listen to and, and Ross. And oh. I'm also listening to um that new Jay Z. Yeah. Uh I All appreciate right. that too. Those right. are probably the newest things that, that I'm that I'm pumping. Everything else is older stuff. All right. Well, I got one question for you, and then I'm. But first, before I go to that question, since you said you listen to the new Jay Z, we're gonna. I got a question on that. Uh, since you're from Philly, Germantown in particular, I just want to let you know and just shout out to our audience. Lil Uzi Vert from North Philly is the number one. He got the number one album on the Billboard 200. Uh-huh. Shout out to Generation Now. They that's DJ Drama, Canon, uh-huh. Sense, Layton. DJ Drama's from Germantown, but just shout out Absolute. to them. I just wanted to shout them people out. Those are my peoples. I've seen them for years doing it. They winning. Right. So salute. But the question that I have, since <laughs> you since you brought up uh what was what did, what did you just what man just say? Uh and, oh the four forty four. Right, right, right. And I do want to shout out Drama too, because he grew up two blocks from me. So oh, okay. My man fifty and uh and, and my and my oldest boy is is into the whole little Uzi Vert thing. Oh, that's what's so, up. Um, he he definitely has a fan with like the now generation. That's what right, it is. Right, that's right. what's up. That's my yeah. homie. Uh, yeah. question four forty four. Right now, the album yep. was official. There's been a lot of uh, I've been joking that I'm looking at these four forty four visuals. It's like Jay Z went to art, like film school <laughs> over the last summer. Have you yep. seen the visuals, and what is your take? So, I'm feeling it. Okay. It, it is. You know what it is? To me, it's artistic, and there is a level of authenticity for where Jay is now. Okay. Like, I think that now, the reason why people connected with this album and with the visuals is that it's Jay-Z. Now that you are, you've been super successful. You've been a multimillionaire. So now what? We know that you got money. We know that you make major moves. We know you're married to Beyonce, et cetera, et cetera. But now just as a, as a grown man dealing with real-life stuff, which is relationships and loss and insecurities and all that stuff, you're now in a position to where you are comfortable and powerful enough to be vulnerable. 
mm-hmm. and to be real and to be transparent. Right. And I think that people respond to that authenticity, which is why we responded to everything. Wait, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. We need these why jewels. Why were you, why were you yeah, responding you, you, to what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that's the reason why, why we responded to Kanye mm. on the first album. Right. Or why we responded to J. Cole or Kendrick or those kind of dudes right. because of that level of authenticity and it makes it relatable. Mm-hmm. And so now because you have Jay on that and he's doing it, um, not that it's anything super different than what's been said, but it's just who the messenger is saying, okay, you know what? After, you know, focusing on X, Y, Z, I'm going to bring it like this. And that's why so many, you know, ladies were connecting to Beyonce on that Lemonade album. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes when it comes to certain uh, uh, stars or people that's with certain status, they seem untouchable or they seem like their, life, their lives are problem-free. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's why I think people responded to it. That's why I liked it. And I thought that, that like, the visuals were a good way of, illustrating that and as a filmmaker i love it when you know we're able to use that to kind of help tell the story so whether it's all the guys in the room talking mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah it's just um it's all good it's all good cool cool cool, brr, cool, brr, cool. Brr. well and you know and me and ali talk like that all the time so yeah yeah, yeah kind of yeah. already yeah yeah so that's, you know that's all part for the course when yeah. you uh See, these you know. people, the people, they don't know that, but, you know what I'm saying, thank you for pushing, putting it out there. But, you know, <laughs> when we, we see, me, me, Rob, we, we all came up from FAMU. Okay. You know what I'm saying, all the way back. Yeah. You know, all the way back. We was kids, you know what I mean? And <clears throat> and we helped each other navigate the professional space right. as, we, as we started doing shit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's why a lot of times why when I tell young people, when they start looking up to get influenced or find mentors and shit, I tell them that your your best motherfucking mentors and and and, and resources are the people that are in your peer set. Look mm-hmm. who's doing the shit that's right there where you are. Right. And those are your best people. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all are gonna grow together. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are gonna get to places that <clears throat> some of you might get there before the other, or somebody might get one place and you get to another and y'all can help each other. But because y'all grew up and y'all came of age together, it's a different it's a different type of uh, relationship than it is when somebody's old and they're trying to help you out. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just more right. that you could help each other get to a to the higher level, and that's what we did together. And that's the advice that I give, and that's because that's how we live. You know what I'm saying? He was in, we was all in school together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was doing a TV show. Rob wanted to do a film. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I met Rob. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then Rob did his film, and that shit blew up. Right. And then he came back and said, hey, can you help me with this? And then we, we, we took it from there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about working with the people that's right there around you that's doing shit. That's what's up. Anytime you anywhere, like if you're in high school, there's people around you doing shit. If you're in college, yep. there's definitely people around you doing shit. Those are the people that's going to be doing shit in the future because, you know what I'm saying, that's how it works. Right. You know? Nah, that's what's up. But I appreciate you coming on the show, man, and um, sharing the jewels and, and, and doing this TV roundup with us. Hey, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate the lane and the love. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, 
keep doing your thing, and hopefully I get a chance to connect with y'all with y'all again. No doubt. you No doubt. We'll have you back in the conversation, you know what I'm saying, as soon as possible. There it is. That's, that's what it is. Thanks All a right, lot, yeah. Rob. All right, fellas. Y'all take it easy. No doubt. Hey. Yep. Rob Hardy. Rob Hardy in the building. Right. Now. Official. Now, 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 you know what I'm Real saying? official. You know what I'm saying? Rob ain't watched the Insecure. Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? That so shit was she, good. So, yeah, you know. That shit was like good. Like I said, they finding their rhythm, man. That shit was good. Hey, <laughs> Your so, boy, Dro, must have a I must fuck every episode. I mean, you must. Clause in his contract. You know, it's like, I know what they doing. What they doing? You see the 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 Dro's like I need to fuck it. Nah, the, the 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 women writers, right? The right. women, like I said, my thing is the women are having their renaissance right now. Yeah, black women are having what black men had right. at the beginning of hip hop. Uh, this is their hip hop moment. Objectify this nigga. Exactly, like you know what I'm saying. Every nigga on the show got six packs and fucking cut the fuck up. Right. There ain't no regular niggas on the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no regular. Shout niggas. out to Lil Rel. He regular. <laughs> But he right. he on the bubble. He on the bubble. He, he on said the he bubble. got the pastor body. He on the bubble. Right. He on the bubble. He ain't, he ain't being objectified yet. Yeah, right he's trying to be. Right now, first two seasons, they objectifying the niggas with the abs and tall, curly heads. Right, right, the, right, right, right. What is the, is the nigga Dro playing the NBA? He played, uh, he was baseball, I think. Oh, okay. Because he it played felt like, baseball. Okay, some, I thought some, some, type, some, some, some sport. Type of athlete. He's an athlete ass nigga. What did you think? Let's talk about it. I thought it was a good ass episode. Right. Um... Start it off, man. You know, I, I want to see where it, you want to go with it because I got some. I got some where you want to go with it. Thoughts. I didn't even think about where I want. I just thought it was a good episode, man. On a number of levels, I feel like they in their groove. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You've said this before, but they so in their groove. I'm just gonna talk about a couple things before just the episode in okay. general. Uh, one, you know the way they like black people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think Ava DuVernay might have pointed it out, like initially. But you know, it's a lot of a lot of shows don't really know how to like black folks. You got them looking ashy in the light. Right. You know what I mean? But we right, right, right. this is a melanated situation. No this doubt. is this no is doubt. everybody, they got shea butter on the set. No doubt. Everybody shining. You know what I'm saying? New, Braids, yeah, all kind of black shit going edges on. Edges is flourishing. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a, it's a <laughs> Nubian paradise. <laughs> right? So I like that. I like that. I like the fact that I don't know how many episodes this season, but I feel like there hasn't been an episode this season where I haven't Shazam the final song. Right. Where I haven't right. pulled out the Shazam app and was no like, doubt, what's this? No doubt. I haven't downloaded the record, but I've been a Shazam. I'm about the research. Right. You know what I mean? So I got to get them props on that. But now if we get into the episodes, I just like how... I like how the, 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 the characters are starting to congeal. Like they're mm-hmm. starting to develop their own personalities to the point where you you like relying on them for what they do. Right. You know what I mean? You know when it's the funny person in the crew or when you first start <laughs> going to college and that motherfucker, you know that you start to expect some funny. Right, right, right. Natasha right, right. Rothwell delivers every time. You know what I mean? Who's that's that, the Kelly? one that's the one that was getting fingered in the booth. Yeah, Kelly. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah, I call yeah. her Natasha Rothwell. Yeah, I don't know, I'm, I don't I'm know all about all the credits. I know the character. I just go to IMDB <laughs> and Google. Uh you know, uh Tiffany is well defined. Tiffany, Tiffany has flourished, 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 flourished. Oh, shout out Amanda Diva. What what's her name? Amanda Seal. Amanda Seal. Shout out flourished. New York Times profile. New York Times profile this week. I mean, she's a motherfucking. You know, we used to fuck with a heavy back yeah, in the yeah. day. She's popping. She's but winning. She's winning right she's now. She's winning. Shout out to her. Shout out to Yvonne Orgy. Who the fuck is plays that? Molly? 
Oh yeah, Yvonne Molly. Orchie Molly, see Molly is a comic. Molly is is she has yeah she's yes. killing that she's role. Major, she's she's killing that she's role. Major in that role, and it's interesting to see her in that role because it's <clears throat> is a bit of a not a disconnect, but it's a it's, it's she's range. a virgin. It's she's a virgin one in real life, but she's also a com- she's a comedian in real life. Is who, she a comedian? Absolutely, I know Molly for I mean Yvonne for a while. She used to throw. She used to have a uh, I want to say it was a mic. On 23rd Street, at the, I want to say it's the Limerick Ale. It's like 23rd Street. It's this little uh, little bar there. Only only snag with her mic as a comedian who likes to feel his fr- his full creative freedoms mm-hmm. is there's no cursing at her mic. Like, my, Yvonne definitely. So she had a show that then she told you no curse. Yeah. So she don't curse. She's on that virtue tip. And she don't fuck. So for her to play Molly so convincingly shows that she is an actor with much range. So shout out to her. Uh, I mean, your boy Dro is he's out here winning. His ass cheeks is out there winning. Let me ask you this. Let's talk about it. I listened to the last episode and, I, you know, it was interesting. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to my man, uh, Stephen Hill. I'm a fan. I watched his uh, web series back in the day, the uh, one in Brooklyn. Lenny one? S. has something to which do one? with it. I forget the name of it. It was, But I've been a fan. 12, I know, not 12 Steps. I don't know. I'm not right. sure particularly what it was. But okay. I mean, I, I, I seen the cat in, in mm-hmm. Boardwalk, killed right. Chalky White. You know, yeah, it was chalky white, but you know, I you went know. with it. I, you know, anybody you know. from the hood that's dark, dark skin is black, so I can't go. call him chalky white. Right, chalky white would be redundant anyway. Exactly, right? chalky uh, and white, they, chalky black. Exactly. Let's let's not, let's you know what not throw too it's much. It's kind of like Ashy Larry, chalky Larry. You know what I mean? But you got to put the black on. Gotcha. Let them know. But what I wanted to say, and I'm not sure, I heard this conversation kind of a little bit on the Combat Jack show, but I want to kind of get into it. One thing that I, it's interesting because you get to see perspectives Mm -hmm. on this show, a lot of women's perspectives, right? Right. It's definitely from the women's perspective. It's from the women's perspective, and I always always appreciate that. You know what I mean? We're going to get into that. Get to insight, right? Uh My thing was, my man was getting, he was the recipient of some uh, well-executed fellatio, right? Mm-hmm. The head was on point. Right. It made him erupt in a fashion. But, and he- Wait, 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 wait. I felt, I felt, I got to watch the this, this mm-hmm. scene again. I felt as though he said, I'm coming. Right. I felt as though he gave the heads up. And the thing about that moment, as a man, you know, that is a very precarious moment. I'm coming almost is past tense. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not really, I didn't feel like, because it was, it, was, it was established in this next episode, it was disrespectful. Right. Now, let me I tell you. I don't know about that. I, I watch the shit with my wife. Now, it's date night. This date night watching. You right. You know what I'm saying? It's date night watching. Uh-huh. We went back. Okay. And went to the scene. Okay. And yes, he did say, hey, hey, you about to make me come. Right. She just is, she don't know how to motherfucking maneuver. Right. See, either you're going to take the shit straight in the mouth. Right. Or you're going to get the fuck out the way. Okay. She didn't, she didn't either. Right. And she caught it in the eye. Well, she kind of, she kind of straddled the line while she caught it in the eye. She, she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. And to me. Right. She was being very immature with this whole, you like, you don't do this. You don't. He didn't stand over her and skeet all in her face and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? She had the control of the. She, pulled, she called the motherfucking head situation. Yeah. She executed it. Right. And she didn't know how to finish it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And she got caught and popped in the eye. 
Mm-hmm. And she walking around like somebody punched in the eye. Like she had the shit on the eye, right. all catching, getting in the cab. Like somebody punched in the fucking eye. Right. You got to know how to finish. You got to know how to finish. You got to be. You got to be expecting to play. Uh, you, you know what's coming. Right. No pun intended. Pun intended. All that. All the puns. You know what I'm saying? All it's, that. It's shit. on the way. You knew it was coming. It's been telegraphed. <laughs> Listen. You know what I'm saying? I'm about that, to come. That is the point of what you're doing. Right. My thing is, I feel like maybe there needs to be some conversation culturally about head in general because there seems to be some perspectives where that is looked at as disrespect. That is, you know, like, that's like popping a bottle of champagne. It's it's the crowning glory. It's a celebration. Now, what the fuck you thought was going to happen? Come on, now. What you you thought? It wasn't going to happen? You thought it wasn't going to erupt? You fucking with the cock. You know what I'm saying? What did you you think? She's all the way off the... For me... All right, let me get down to it. For for me, Issa Ray, Issa D, as the character. Is that her last... What's her last name? Issa D is the character. You said it when they was on the fucking Facebook. D-E-E, right? Yeah, fuck it. So whatever. Issa D. Yeah. She is... All the way, I don't understand how the fuck she went from zero to 1,000. Like, she tearing up a whole apartment and shit. I don't understand how she get that far. In this episode, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, I think it was just a culmination of everything seeming to go wrong. She got skated on in the eye, right? That ain't wrong, no, but no, no, okay, but, she but took she, it wrong. But she took it as disrespect. Right, it's not about it disrespect. if it's wrong, because it's about what I've learned right. with women. It's right. not about... What it is is how I feel sometimes. Right, right, right. You know what right, I'm right, saying? Right, right. Not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the feeling, mm-hmm. feeling is real. So mm-hmm. the feeling felt like disrespect. So there's, boom, there's disrespect number one, mm-hmm. skeeted in the eye. Skeet, skeet. Yep. Disrespect number two, your ex come through with his new situation. They invited him, man. But he didn't show up unannounced. Yeah, but he came through with a new situation. They didn't know. Nobody knew he was going to come through with a new situation because no there doubt. was no place card no for doubt. the new no situation. Doubt, but he had a new situation. He God didn't even it. realize that it was going to be a formal sit down. He thought it was going to be a it drink. Was, you know what I'm saying? A little chit Let me tap drinks. a glass. Yeah. Hey, this is Amara. I think that's her name. Aparna. No, Aparna. This is Aparna. Shout out to yeah. Aparna Nakshian. I, I don't know how you to know? say it. No, but I know a, a very funny comedian named Aparna. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's the homie, though. She's great. That's not her, though. No, it's not her. I'm just I saying in real life. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, I just like to shout out comedians and shit. It's for the, com- <laughs> it's for the community. Anyway, uh, anyway, so he come through with the, new, with the new situation. This is actually violation maybe 2.53 because... He was a little upset. She was a little upset by the fact that homie blocked her. Now, I right. understand. We talked about the block. I understand that was self-care. No doubt. Self-care. Right. So okay. that's this is three. This he is, was almost borderline stalker and shit anyway. Is, this is three pieces of disrespect. Then a homie, Molly, and her kind of on the outs because they don't see ethically the situation. They're not seeing eye to eye. Mm-hmm. They still friends, but there's a bit of a, you know, a little bit of drama there. Mm-hmm. Right? Then they talk about, they tackling the gentrification situation. Gentrification of what? The gentrification of their hood, where it's like. Inglewood. Yeah, Inglewood, where it's like, yo, where there once was a Popeyes, there's a Pinkberry. Right. 
Now, you know, niggas ain't never been talking about Pinkberry. They might appreciate it, but you ain't never heard a nigga speak. Wait, 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 wait. You ain't never heard a nigga talk about Pinkberry with the same... The same gratification, same, same lust as a Popeye. Same, same verve. Same verve. Same gusto. <laughs> as a Popeye. Niggas talk about Popeye like they pasta. Niggas go to New Orleans like, I got it's, to try it from the motherland. Right. Because there, <laughs> there is a bit of some type of mythology that the Popeyes in New Orleans taste different than the Popeyes across the world. And it don't. Okay. Well, see, that's. I'm glad that you busted that myth because I might have tried to check it out I myself. I tried it myself. But you went in there with the expectations. That shit was a Popeyes. You ain't never going to a Pinkberry. Well, Popeyes ain't never been bad. That's what I'm saying. But you ain't <laughs> never going to a Pinkberry with any expectations. You're like, huh? Right, I ain't what? never been to Exactly. I mean, nah. So now, this Pinkberry done came to your hood. You get home on arguably one of the worst nights of your season. I'm not going to say your mm, life, but mm, the season. Mm, Last mm, three mm. months, shit done culminated. Come to find out, thanks to Pinkberry and everything else, motherfucking rent is about to go up. <laughs> the rent about to be expensive. And you're looking at your motherfucking home. You're looking at your domicile. I've been there. Mm-hmm. You're looking at your domicile. You're like, now they about to fucking raise the rent on this bullshit ass apartment. They ain't made not one repair. I done been putting in motherfucking requests for them to go ahead and at least fuck with this burnt ass ceiling I got. <laughs> but they ain't going to do that for me. But these new white tenants is coming to gentrify this motherfucker that I got to pay for. They're going to get a nice clean. They're going to get a brand new refrigerator. They fuck around, get a Viking stove, all types of shit that is new to the hood. Mm. You know what I mean? And it is it is a moment where you like, you know what? Ah, I don't know if I'm going to toss my I'm shit off. I'm not going to tear my whole shit Because shit costs, costs a lot. I might have thrown one thing. Right. I might have. I'm not that. She done threw a motherfucking $15 bottle of wine. She threw that. You know what I'm saying? She done tossed over the fucking table and the motherfucking everything that was on the motherfucking shelf. She did the whole shelving. I don't know what was on that. It was at least an Iowa sound system on there. Some sound system, some more wine. The fact that it was an Iowa means it might have been ten years old. So maybe it was negligible. But still, you remember Iowa speak? You remember? Did you not have an Iowa stereo system in college? No, I had fucking uh, motherfucking JVC or some shit. Well, you been up for a while? (laughs) It ain't up. That's just you're not finna get. No Matt, bullshit with Matt, the sound. You, are you familiar with Iowa? I am not. Oh goodness, Matt Good is God. always A I W A. Iowa is one of the A-I-W-A. illest. Is one of the illest bookshelf speaker stereos <laughs> in the game, <laughs> and it was almost like a status symbol in college because first of all, the Iowa sound was something spectacular. All right. About $400 for that. Maybe four okay, $500. Okay. So you four $500 in college, that's like three dollars $4,000. Yeah, nigga, that's, that's, that's up. Now, she out of college, but you know you still keep But she's still a, broke. It's a prestige piece. Yeah, that's probably one of the broke. first things she spent real money on. Right. And for her to say, ah, fuck that, it was a moment of uh, upheaval. I just, I mean, she's just out of control right now. She bugging. She, 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 she bugging. You know what I'm saying? She went off on my man for busting off when she she knelt down, got on her knees, and sucked this thing to make him bust off. Right. I mean, all, his responsibility is to let her know when he's about to bust off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is just my own opinion. I don't know how the ladies feel out there. We don't have no ladies as guests oh, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His responsibility is to let you know. Hey, right. 
about to come. Heads up. Lay four. I don't know what you want to do with this, but it's something. coming. Something. And then the lady's responsibility is to fucking figure out what she wants to do mm. with the release. Right. She want to dodge it. She want to swallow it. She want to, you know what I'm saying? But it's at that point, after you announce right. that it's coming. It's coming. Then... You know, it's on her to motherfucking move out of the way because she's in full control of the thing. I she got it. it in her hand. She got it in the face. Right. So she needed motherfucker either move out the motherfucker way. Right. Or go ahead and take all of it. Hey. So I ain't understand the rage behind, you know what I'm saying, you, you busting my eye. So I ain't understand that. Now, Molly. Go ahead. Well, well hold on. It's just a, hold that, Molly. I just feel like I said, I feel like there needs to be a talk about head in the community. Right? Because it feels as though. There's a lot of different perspectives on it. It feels like, like to this day, maybe I'm just gonna speak for myself. It's it's still a bit difficult unless you are in an established situation and mm-hmm. it's been, you know what I mean, to request head in a way where it don't sound like he just, didn't request. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about this specific, oh, the specific okay. situation. Right. I'm just talking about in the community. Mm-hmm. Because it's always been, it seems like head is such a power thing, especially sucking of the dick. Right. It's been suck my dick. You know what I mean? Suck my girl. You know what I mean? It's one of them things, but it's also under the umbrella of intimacy. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's like when it's intimacy, things things happen. You know what I mean? This This is under the umbrella of intimacy, meaning that there is some... Hopefully there is some some uh, some feelings and some some uh, some some loving feelings. This ain't right. no debauchery. This ain't right. no. You know what I mean? This ain't. I'm trying to get over on you. Hopefully, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, but it's interesting that for whatever reason, a guy's positive response to good treatment mm-hmm. is seen as disrespect. It's something deep in there. Yeah, that is very deep. We have to talk about that another time, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it's very deep that, you know, we came here. No it, pun intended. To 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 get to the to the equation of, of at the end of the equation on the other side, right. there needs there's a release. Right. You know what I'm saying? And there's action be you know, all leading up to it. Right. She was into the action. Right. She just did not appreciate the release. Right. What what does that say hmm. about the act itself? Should there not be a release? It Should, needs to be a what release. What the fuck was supposed to happen? It just you needs supposed to snatch it out and shoot it in his hand? I guess it just needs to be more communication. Ain't no communication. Your dick is in the mouth and, right. and the motherfucker ain't, can't talk. But How I the fuck you don't communicate? I guess that's illustrative of the fact that there is no real communication in this relationship, right? So, like, wait, hold on, let me see. I, I, I didn't go The ahead. part where she was like, Hold on, you did this shit as retaliation? Oh, like, that was on the phone. Right, like when they was talking yeah, about he, it, he, he was like... He should have said, shut the fuck up. He, he, well, he tried to be like, he ain't say it like that, but he was trying to be like, come on now, it's not that serious. No, you he, did that other shit to me. He, oh, it's retaliation, nigga. He dismissed it. No, of course not. Yeah, of he, he got himself not. caught into this that. This ain't no retaliation. Yeah, yeah you, when you're on the phone, that shit get kind of twisted. But that just shows the fact that the, the like, it shows... The instability of dating and courtship where it's like, until you get to that place where y'all both on the same page, y'all both coming to the 
to the uh, endeavor or the the couplehood as <laughs> I'm trying to I'm on my academic the couplehood. You're coming to it together with your own baggage. So right. you coming through feeling like. Bussing off is disrespectful. This man is coming to it like I well, I'm listen, I'm just I'm, I'm just, just receiving. I'm just I'm just enjoying what you're giving what me. What you've bestowed on me. You know what I mean? But the fact that we don't know where we stand in this moment makes everything gray as fuck. Right. But I, anyway, I mean, go it's ahead. just weird. It's just weird. All that shit is weird. You know what I'm saying? Now. Go ahead. Molly and Molly. Now I was riding with Dro. Uh huh. You not riding with him no more until this nigga says, "Hey, why don't you hold back? I'm gonna go out here." Your man Steve, shout out to Steve. He he kind of he begged the question. It still hasn't been answered yet. Does the wife know exactly? Now it's it's all in confusion whether. This nigga just running games. Cause now I can't respect the boy. You know what I'm Cause it's like, nigga, it's no real reason for you to say fall back. This I'm your a, homie. This your homie. And in the end, if even if you was being slick, right. let her go out first. Why she got why you gonna right. You know what I'm saying? But of course it's women writing it, of course. So they're gonna make it the worst possible uh-huh. case scenario it right. could be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dro might not be telling the truth. Yeah, look at that. You know what I'm saying? Because his wife came up, hey, my head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you would expect her to be uh-huh. like, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby girl. Don't even worry. I ain't tripping. Right. She didn't say none of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She just had a regular-ass conversation. They talk about some other shit. Other shit. She, he slid. Architecture. You know what I'm saying? He slid off and slid in and busted wide open in the bathroom yeah. right quick. Uh-huh. But then, you know what I'm saying? When he said, hey, you know, you just hang back a little bit. Take it easy. Take it easy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out and yeah. that. So uh, come out clean, and then you come out frazzled. <laughs> <laughs> she was frazzled. That was a dope scene. Her where hair was all over the place. Where, and then when Molly popped the tag on the motherfucking yeah. dress, she was like, I'm about to take that back. I was gonna take that back. Shout out to motherfucker still taking shit back. Issa Rae plays a broke motherfucker on you this gotta show. Do it and, it's, and it's real. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, call it the boomerang. She keeps it real. I, I I love what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? I love the conversations that they're creating right. with this show. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? And I like that 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 women are driving this conversation because, mm-hmm. you know, for a long, you know what I mean? Of course, we, it's always been told from a man's perspective a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? A lot of this shit, a lot right. of the entertainment that we had have come from, you know what I'm saying, a man's perspective. So it's it's, it's interesting to to see it on the big screen come from a woman's perspective because when I was in college, right, mm-hmm. I was just coming of age. I ain't no shit about shit. This when you was in college with Rob Hardy. Yeah, I was in college with Rob Hardy. What college was this again? This what was, university? This, this was at the the illustrious uh, institution that was on the highest of seven hills in Tallahassee. Oh shit! Florida. You know what I'm saying? At the great fam, you. <laughs> now, I was in college and I came home after freshman year and I found a couple of books in, uh-huh. my, in the closet at my grandmother's house. Shout out to Clark Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Word up, word up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? One was Pimp by Iceberg Slim, okay. which was, was one thing. Right. But then an- the other one was um, Terry McMillan's Disappearing Act. Oh, uh, keep it up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Terry, Franklin. Terry McMillan was, she was the pioneer of this shit, what Issa Rae and all these motherfuckers is doing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But she did it in books. You know what I'm saying? And 
It was the first time where you had to really, where I read that shit and I really had to contemplate a woman's perspective because the woman wrote this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and Franklin, you know, he he bestowed upon me some interesting jewels that, uh-huh. that helped me, you know what I'm saying, make it through. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. when you get in these situations... You know what I'm saying? You might be in a situation where you get trying to get your shit together. Right. And then you meet a fine-ass chick, and mm-hmm. she doing it, her shit together. You right. go to her crib, it's all nice and clean and right. fucking smelling good. And, right. You know what I'm saying? Pots is cooking on some good shit. You go over there, it's comfortable and shit. Right. And she she into you, and she wants you to be there. So, you know, every other night, you like, hey, come through. Right. And you're like, shit, okay, I'm coming through, because... You know what I'm saying? It's good. Like, that's some good shit over there. That's a whole nother kind of lifestyle. It's an invitation. Exactly. So I'm going to go through, and it's all good. But with Franklin, and when they didn't show this when they made the movie of Disappearing Acts. Right. Franklin was was working on his constitution. Right. Which was a great concept. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I need to get my shit together. I'm working on my shit. But after he met this fine-ass chick that got nice-ass place, good-ass cooch, you know what I'm saying, inviting him over, mm-hmm. he go over there. It's a better life than what he's really living. <laughs> Nigga said cooch. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, you know, ain't want to get disgusting with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cooch sound like a third baseman. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my nigga <laughs> Cooch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With the good, pop fly. Some good-ass puss. You don't want to go on like that. Nah, that's all right. You know what I mean? You know? So- you you into it and then you forget your constitution because you right. just trying to make this work. Right. And you in her world and you making it work within right. her world. Right. And that ain't where you need to be as a man because that shit always come back to fucking kick you in the ass. And I learned that from Terry McMillan's book. Right. So when it when it happened in real life, I'm like, wait a minute, am I fucking Franklin right now? Mm. I had to check myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Terry McMillan because she was a pioneer of telling these black women's stories from a black woman's perspective. Right. And it, and, and it makes it what Issa Rae doing, you know what I'm saying? It's a very similar thing, but for a, a modern generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, shout out to Terry McMillan. Right. That's why I, I kind of got that perspective of what Issa Rae and them doing. Right. Where they they objectifying the, the cats and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Showing saying what they want to see. Every weekend, it's a, a new cat's ass crack and shit. Nobody want to see that shit. But, you know, it's their story. You got to roll with it. You know what I mean? Just like they, if they listen to hip-hop, they got to roll with the hip-hop shit that's right. going on. Right. So, you know, if we're going to watch this shit, we got to roll with that shit, what they got going on. Yeah. What you think of the episode? <laughs> Otherwise... <laughs> I mean, the episode was great, man. I, it was good. I, I'm waiting on the season finale of this. You know, is that saying? next week? Yeah, next week. You Damn, know, we that could, shit went fast. Yes, yeah, sure. Like ten episodes, like eight, nine, eight episodes. Some, eight you episodes. know, there's yes. Yeah, I think HBO's been doing that a lot. There's like eight episode yeah. seasons. I mean, what was Game of Thrones? It was only seven, right? That's interesting. We're not going to talk about the Thrones right now. Oh, they, ain't, you, they ain't coming back for another goddamn yeah, well, you know. two years or some shit. But hey. Shout out to them. Any old way. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I fuck with the episode. I um, Like I said, I like where, where they're going with it. You know what I'm saying? Molly's character is very complex. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really. I'm going to wait till next episode to go into Molly. Right. Because we, we spend a lot of time on this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go into Molly next episode. I like I like who she is. And I... Um, and I understand that that you know what they're showing is is how you get caught up in these situations. A lot of times, people in these situations and they really don't like to admit that they're in these situations, and nobody really talks about how you actually end up 
in a scenario like that. You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm going I'm to say that the next week. I'm going to see what the finale do, and then I'll talk about that shit. All you know right. what I'm saying? I want to let you know, I haven't checked it out just yet, but, uh, you know, because Insecure is about to come to a good old um, a good old finale. Game of Thrones is a rap. Powers of rap. Narco season three just came back. I watched that whole shit. You watched the whole season three already? Yeah, yeah I watched that shit. Damn! That's this Saturday. Shit! I just I'm about to I'm about to get into it. You know what's so funny? I had it watched season two. Just I had to watch the last two episodes just because I didn't want to see Pablo die. Exactly. I told you that. Yeah, shit. yeah. That's I didn't want to exactly. see Pablo go out. But that, was, I, that was the whole part of that shit. I gotta I gotta check out season three. My man Arturo Castro's in um, season three. He's from um, Broad City and shit. No, nah, it, it's good. It's good. I don't tell me no more. Don't tell me that. It's I can already hear the tone of your voice that you got some reservations. No, I just I just like Pablo. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ain't no Pablo. Ah, don't do it. You know this what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do I it got, to you. I'm I gotta just, watch. I'm it, just saying. The character who Pablo was was very missed. Have you watched Ozark? I've watched that whole shit. Okay. All right. Damn, so you out here getting <laughs> yeah, it in. You, you put me on that shit. Yeah, I, I haven't that whole finished shit. it yet. Oh, yeah. I, I, I killed that shit, too, on the road when I was traveling on the Ooh, tour. Shit. What else you got for the people? Anything else? Ah, uh-huh, man. That's that's it, man. All right. Shit. Uh, where you fucking going to be? <laughs> we going to wrap it up, I guess. I was talking about TV-wise, but fucking let's read that. We've been going for a minute. Uh, Where am I going to be? Shit, man, I'm about to be in the ether. I'm about to, uh, I'm not going to really be anywhere. I'm going to be around. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like everything but nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, because it ain't really anywhere that's, I could point y'all that's to. That's some Miami shit. I can't really. You, you ask a Miami nigga, where, where you at? I'm down the street around the corner. Dig what it. time you going to be? I'll be there in a minute, man. You know what I'm saying? Where you at? I'm down the street. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be where you got to be. I'm going to be where I am, but I'm not going, uh, I'm not anywhere of note. Okay. I'm gonna be in the world. You can catch me obviously on the Instagram, the Twitter, D Lemon Comedy. Uh, it looks as though we coming back. We about to start shooting in a bit. So, comedy is the other season done? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay. uh, I believe it. Yeah, I believe we add all of it. We got some new episodes coming. So okay. just you know, they they shout out to True TV and the good people over there. I'm pop out, I'll pop up a couple other places on your television, man. I'm just out here trying to have a good time, trying to enjoy this shit. No doubt. You know what I mean? Not stress it. Mm-hmm. Just fucking live it. You know what I mean? And uh, shit, that's where I'm at. No where doubt. you gonna be? Man, I'm gonna be here, man. I'm I'm in town. I'm I'm, I'm fresh off of the tour, so I, I'm gonna be in town for about three weeks. Off you know? tour? Yeah, man. I mean, off the Miller Lite situation will have me, you know. He was on tour yeah, like an artist. Running. I was running, man. I was running. It was good, man. The Row TV. I love it, man. And uh, hopefully, I could book some new shit. You know what I'm saying? So if you need some shit, holler at your boy, because uh, my next tour don't start in October, so September. You know what I'm saying? We wild and free. So I'm going to be creating some new shit. Though. I'm going to create some original shit in September. So you know, y'all watch out for that. Catch me on uh, at Mr. Muhammad on the gram. You know what I'm saying? And shit, you know. Be right here every next week. Here go. One last time, man. I just want to shout out my man DJ Drama. I want to shout out uh, Lake Show. I want to shout out Cannon. I want to shout out Sense. Shout out Lil Uzi Vert, man. Number one fucking album in the country. That shit is big, dog. Yo, congratulations. I've seen these niggas for years. They've been winning for a long fucking time, yeah, they, man. They, yeah, they definitely been winning. Continued success, man. But all his I friends mean, is dead. Yeah, dude. All his friends is dead. Damn, Damn. Shane can't celebrate with nobody. But you know, the niggas is up in the sky looking down. Go, go ahead, nigga. That was a hell of a necklace. So for all the, all the niggas that's alive to celebrate this moment, man, salute to them. 
And until then, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy, to get in the conversation. We out! The main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. 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 This has been a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.